are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL podcast. It's the Thursday edition. We're your hosts. I'm Chris Carter from the Locked On Steelers podcast. He's Ryan Tracy from the Locked On Chiefs podcast. And we've got a huge show for you, getting you ready for Thursday night football. Now, it's a big it's a big one this week. Packers and, 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 and 49ers. We're going to get to all of that stuff in the third segment. But before we do, we've got some top stories to get to that. And before we do that... We got to talk about our great sponsors at Pepsi because you know this football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. I've been watching this season drinking an ice cold Pepsi, flipping between the channels using my NFL Sunday ticket even when the Steelers aren't playing man, it's always great to drink Pepsi and watch football. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made to, for those who watch it. Pepsi made football watch Watching, go to madefootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Ryan, it's good to talk to you, my friend. It feels like this this, this past week has been a very long one. It does. It is. Uh, it's incredible in a lot of ways. But I'll tell you this: there were times that I was not sure we were going to get here. We are halfway at this point, and I, I'm not going to say I'm shocked, but I'm a little I'm a little taken aback. How are you doing? Doing okay, man. I'm just, I'm glad. I mean, we're in the second half of the season. It's week nine. Um, and, and it's crazy to think that. And the NFL continues to go through its COVID-19 challenges. You know, in Pittsburgh, there was the scare with Marlon Humphrey testing positive, And he was covering Juju. And, the, you know, you know, fortunately for the Steelers, none of their players have tested positive yet. Uh, but we had another another big name test positive just just uh, just uh, early, uh, earlier on Wednesday. Matt Stafford, the quarterback for the Lions, he tested positive. It's looking like he can't play this weekend. That's a huge thing because the Lions just traded to get Everson Griffin, and he's a former Viking, and that's going to be huge. But now your key player, the guy who is who you gear your whole offense around, is going to be gone most likely, unless it's a false positive and something changes by then. But it's a huge development in what could be a huge game for the Lions who are trying to make a push this year. Yeah, they, I mean – Good for them for getting in this position, but quite frankly, if you're if you're only dependent on the one guy, you're in trouble to begin with. It is Matt Stafford. He's not replaceable, so I can't really blame them. Yeah, it, it's a real tough situation, but a guy who was in a tough situation for a long time is a person who our top story of the day is on, and that's Antonio Brown. Now, Antonio Brown is back in the NFL. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers signed him to a one-year deal. It was heavy incentive-related to try to uh, make sure that he stayed stayed in line. He's set to return this week as the as the Buccaneers get to face the, face off against the Saints. And it's a crazy journey for Antonio Brown. I covered him when he was with the Pittsburgh Steelers for years. Watched him grow and watched the the, you know, the fall from grace where he was the prince of the city until being the guy that everyone couldn't wait until he got out of town. Then all the stuff he went through. And now he's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer reunited with Tom Brady, supposedly living out of his house. Um, and uh, Brown spoke to the media on Wednesday. Uh, he said the following uh, quote, I'm great. I'm extremely grateful to be here with such a great organization and to be around some great players. First and foremost, being away from the game for a year and, and a half 
just to be able to be part of the process again and be out there with the guys today was surreal. It's something I don't take for granted, something I have a great appreciation for, a better perspective about, and a lot of gratification to do what I love. It's a blessing. Ryan, I know that it, you've sort of watched Antonio Brown from afar, but how sincere do you take his words right now, considering everybody's seen the, the song and dance of him saying, oh, yeah, I love to be here, and then chaos strikes? Well, and, and that's what it is. It, it's it's words that go in one direction and actions that go in another. And I hope that he's that he's being sincere. I hope that he's got some help, because quite frankly, I worried about his mental health for a time. And there's a whole fan base out in Oakland that still want their money back and their time back and their concern back. And that all goes in to say that if this time away, if you can take that internally and make yourself better and get serious about what you're doing with your life, not just at that moment in that town, and to get a third chance like this is pretty remarkable, given what's gone on. I hope he makes the most of it. Same here. I mean, it, it's crazy because like like that that quote right there when he was talking today, that sounded like the Antonio Brown I covered for years because people look to the, their favorite quotes of when he was losing it and when he'd say ridiculous things. But there's so many quotes he had for years where I'd ask him, hey, it looked like they were using a cover two and that you guys kept trying to pinch the safety in the corners and use and use those busting routes. It's like, what did you know, what did, was, was that a plan or was that an adjustment? And he and he would like look at me and he'd say that was a plan that we had going into this. And then he would go, go into explaining, you know, the, what he understands of the game and what he would see what the safety would do and how he tried to influence their movement and his belief in Ben Roethlisberger. That that was all. It wasn't like he was crazy. Now, I mean, he might have been crazy in the background, but his statements were always a, a were often a display of like, hey, this is still a, a guy who knows that he needs to keep a level head with the media and in his life to make sure that he keeps his career going. And he had that for a while. And then all of a sudden it was gone. And I was with you. I was concerned about his mental health. I was wondering if this was, you know, some early set of, you know, head trauma that was impacting his brain and forcing poor decisions uh, or making it chaotic for him, for him to make any decisions. Um, And I've always heard rumors about him being a poor decision maker or not being a great person at times, but just all the stuff that's saying, I'm glad to hear him back on the track because you know we're, we're, and a lot of people in pittsburgh they're like i don't care about antonio brown i i don't want this and i'm like guys i you know i get that you don't care if he ever plays again but i care about his kids and about people the people that are around him because if something horrible happens it could impact innocent people who have nothing to do or never never did nothing to you to make you mad about about your team or about his team or about that team and they don't deserve your hatred or spite or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's that family aspect that I think really plays into it because we have to remember when we're looking from the outside in, it's one thing to diagnose the game for players. This is not only about how well they get paid or the respect they get for their game. This is about building generational wealth for their families as they go forward. And quite frankly, if you're a player that is in that situation, whether it's CTE or something else that compromises the, the validity of your life post game, that's quite a sacrifice to make to try and set the, your family up for that long-term goal. Uh, it's difficult. Mental health is always a tricky subject. I, I just hope again that, that he's on the right track and he's not the only one that has mental walls to break through. Cause I certainly do. Sometimes I have physical walls as well. And no matter what it is, I can usually get through the day with a go and built go is incredible. 
They're one and a half ounce packages. They put on your briefcase and your backpack in your pocket and you can have them. Um, they're the best workout gel in the market. And it's five hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus it's natural and that's important to me and it's better for your body. It's like drinking a monster drink with just a third of the caffeine and better results. They have some great flavors. I like the chocolate coconut one. That's just kind of my thing, but it combines an energy gel with collagen protein. And that's fast absorbing, easy on your system and lets you keep going through your day. It's loaded with good stuff like beta alanine, B3, honey, plus that kick of caffeine that I actually really need. Uh, plus B vitamins, uh, six and 12, like 10,000% of your daily need. All you have to do is visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo. We're back here on the Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers. He's Ryan Tracy from Locked On Chiefs. It's time to pick some of the, our games of the week. From the, from the weekend, we'll get to Thursday Night Football in the third segment, getting you ready for that, uh, because there's a lot of topics on, around that game. Um, but we've got a key, we've got several key games from very good teams that have put together so far very good records. And Ryan, our first game to talk about is a one o'clocker. It's a six and one Seahawks at the six and two Bills. The Bills, they they've cooled off a little bit from when they were putting up a ton of fantasy points with Josh Allen, but they're still finding ways to win, and they're still holding on to the command of the AFC East. But they face a tough Seahawks team led by a dangerous man and Russell Wilson. These are two of the top fantasy-producing quarterbacks in the NFL and two of the top guys that I think are fun to watch in the NFL right now. I think this could be a very fun shootout to watch. Yeah, the one o'clock is going to have a lot of games. I'm going to have to be splitting my attention, which I hate doing. But this one is definitely right up there. This is the point in the season, about halfway, where you've had the attrition, you've had some of the injuries, and now you're starting to get through the grind. I love this portion because now you have a better idea of who got by the skin of the teeth earlier in the season, like the Bills. When you look at them, they're giving up nearly the exact same points for and points against. It's it's an opportunity for them to get right because they're going to have to try to keep up with what Russ is going to do. I think that's an opportunity for the Bills to improve. It certainly is an opportunity because the thing is that the Seahawks still haven't figured out what to do on defense. And the Bills still have talent on offense. And, and not just talent, but good talent. Stephon Diggs has really uh, you know brought a weapon to um to Josh Allen to give him targets down the field. Um, you've also now got John Brown back healthy. I, I think that this could be a potentially a huge scoring game for both teams. Um, where you're gonna see Allen, he loves to throw that deep ball. Let it fly for John Brown. Test that Seattle secondary. They give up the most fantasy points every week to to, to fantasy football receivers. Um, I, I see this being a high scoring game. But even though this is a West Coast to a East Coast game, uh, with the Seahawks traveling. I'm going with I'm going with Seattle. I think that I'm going to bank on Russell Wilson being the playmaker that he is. Uh, and this isn't a slight on Josh Allen because I I think that he's a bad man and he does look good in shorts. Uh, Bills fans get my joke. Uh, but uh, but you know with with Russell Wilson, uh, I just think that what he's able to do, even with their banged up backfield and deep, but they, they got DK Metcalf. They're still putting up numbers with uh, with Tyler Lockett, and and he's going to find ways to win. That's the team that I'm betting on. I, I can see where you're coming from because when you take a look at the two stars, and I think you nailed it, it's yes, it's always about the quarterbacks, and Russ is Russ, and you can't ever count him out. But Diggs versus DK. Diggs with the route running, with the experience, with the 
ability to adjust his game to what he's getting. I really enjoy watching him play. I think this new start in Buffalo is really great for his career as well. DK was a guy I was not high on coming out. And quite frankly, his game hasn't really changed. I don't see him running deep digs. I don't see him trying to change direction. But credit to Russ and Carol's staff. They get him doing what he does best, and that is be a monster straight down the field. Whether it's a go, running some posts, love him on the slants. And I just don't know that they have enough with with any of the defensive backs in Buffalo to keep up with them. I, too, will be taking the Seahawks. Big, We're, we're, we're in agreement there on a huge game, certainly one to keep track of. Um, uh, I know you got your Chiefs playing the Panthers, but let's get to another big game here. And this is a, a team that that suffered a tough loss against the Steelers last week. The Baltimore Ravens at 5-2 and two need to rebound against the Colts in Indianapolis. The Colts being a stingy defense this year, the Ravens also a stingy defense. This has the potential to be a very physical game here where it comes down to who makes the most mistakes. Lamar Jackson coming off a week where he committed four turnovers in a single game, the most he's ever had in his career. And uh, the Colts might have an interesting chance here. Phillip Rivers did look good last week. Yeah, I mean, it's good as Philip Rivers is going to look just wait five minutes and you'll throw something another on team just hold on but (laughs) for me outside of the the KC market this is the matchup in terms of will you just let JK Dobbins loose yeah the love of all that is good I want to see Taylor get the ball I want to see Dobbins get the ball I like both of these coming out and I just don't feel like they're getting a, enough of the offense. Dobbins in particular, I know Mark Ingram is Mark Ingram, but you got to let Dobbins eat, I think. If I'm the Ravens, take some of that pressure back off of Lamar, who I thought, especially if if you're seeing it from the Steelers' point of view like we did last week, he didn't help anything. And I think part of that has to do with pressure late in games, coming from behind, whatever. Let the offense that you've built to run, let it run. Mm-hmm. I think I will take... Sorry, I okay. hate to say it, but I think I will take the Ravens. I don't hate to say it. I'm taking the Ravens in this game. I mean, as much as I as much as I appreciate what they do on defense, I am not a Phillip Rivers believer. Like I was, I was shocked to see his good numbers last week, and I I do believe that Lamar Jackson is still one of the most elite threats in this game. Does he have a lot to clean up? Of course, he's a young quarterback, but. Uh, you still see the threat that he puts on. The the Ravens, they ran the ball against the Steelers for 260-plus yards, the most they've given up all season. They were averaging giving up like less than 70 per game before that. Uh, but the reason they did it wasn't because the offensive line bullied the Steelers. The Steelers were just keen on Lamar Jackson. They said, you know what? You know, we're going we're gonna to do our best to make sure that you don't break off the 80-yard touchdown run. And uh, part of that gave up some of the integrity on the interior gaps and allowed Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins to hit some of those holes. And that uh, makes a big plays, but it worked because the Steelers were depending on Lamar Jackson having to put the game on his shoulders. Uh, they forced four turnovers and twice Lamar Jackson got the ball with less than four minutes to go in the game. And uh, all he needed was one touchdown and twice the Steelers stood up in the red zone for huge stands. Um, they bet on their defense that they were able to win that. I don't think Lamar has that same problem here. I also think even without Marlon Humphrey because of his COVID situation, this Ravens secondary is athletic enough to pick off Phillip Rivers and create some of the turnovers. That'll be a problem. So I'm going with the Ravens here. We're in agreement once again, my friend. Our last game of the week here, we could pick a lot of different games, um, but our game of the week has to be among two of the legendary quarterbacks of this generation facing off in a rematch, the 5-2 and two Saints with Drew Brees at the 6-2 the and two Buccaneers with Tom Brady. 
The last two last time these two teams met, the Saints won early in the season. I believe it was it, was, it might have been even the season opener. Um, but it's these two teams have taken some interesting paths this year, Ryan. The, the Saints have been have had some weird games and upsets. They lost to the Raiders. Um, the Buccaneers really struggled with the Giants on Monday Night Football. I mean, it, Daniel Jones was handing the game to them and ultimately did in the end, but. <laughs> It was supposed to be a blowout with how high the Buccaneers defense and offense ranked, and, and they really struggled there. Do you think that bleeds over into this short week because they played Monday night football and they play Sunday night here? Or do you think they rebound again a huge division game and take hold of the NFC South? I think it does bleed over. I think it's impossible not on this short turnaround. And quite frankly, you have to be a little bit shaken when an opponent like the Giants is able to get to you like they did. I don't see an easy way to snap back from that other than it's got to come from your own intestinal fortitude. Uh, we have seen the struggle and the buildup. We saw Rojo is getting replaced with Fournette. Who knows who's going to get the carries there. Mike Evans might be the third most important wide receiver on this roster. Now the, it, it is, it's not. So the question is how quickly do AB and Tom get going? Um, Cause the demise of Tom Brady has been greatly exaggerated as has uh, Drew Brees and the fact that he's got a couple more weapons at the end of the day, it's about, can you control Kamara? And I don't know as good as the Tampa Bay defense is, I don't know that they can do that. And I do like the matchup with cook against their defense as well. So I think there are some ways for Drew to get going too. I'm going to take the saints. Here's where my pick hinges on. If the saints get, cause Kamara did injure his foot in practice. They're saying it's not that big a deal, but still, you got to keep your eye on it. If Kamara's healthy, and if they finally get back Michael Thomas, who has been on the bench the entire season, I think the Saints have a chance. And I say like that because I've, I've been a fantasy owner for Michael Thomas the entire year, and I've just been so disappointed. Um, but in all seriousness, if Michael Thomas is back and healthy and you have the big three and Breeze, Kamara, and Thomas back, then I will pick the Saints. But if either Kamara or Thomas are out in this game – I'm going right back to the Buccaneers because even with injecting Antonio Brown into the offense and needing to figure things out, I still have this being, uh, you know, a, a, a top ma- a tough matchup to beat that that big three reunited and playing and uh, getting that Saints offense rolling. That's honestly they found a way to win without Michael Thomas for most of the season. I think that speaks highly of what they're able to do and what Drew Brees can still do as a leader. Um, but still, I, I'm going to be watching this game. I, I but I I'm, I do have the Saints winning. In, in the end here three for three we have no disagreements maybe we'll get one after uh, we get on to this next game folks we'll be right back back here on the locked on nfl podcast i'm your host chris carter with my friend and co-host ryan tracy he's locked on Chiefs. i'm locked on steelers but neither are playing on thursday night football we're getting you ready for that now of course the story of this game ryan is will it even happen because the niners had a player test positive for COVID-19 or be put on the COVID reserve list, which forced their facilities to close on Wednesday. And now everyone's questioning, you know, can they even play on Thursday? The Packers have said that they're going to continue traveling to the, the 49ers as if, as if this game is going to, to San Francisco, to, as if this game's going to happen. There's a lot up in the air here, man, including injuries to both sides. Yeah. This is the first time that I've really felt like maybe a game's, play is not assured. I don't know 
it depends on the contact tracing, obviously. And if there are any more tests that come up positive here, as we speak now, what is relatively 24 hours away, that's really difficult. I, I think no matter what the NFL wants this game played, unless there's a reason not to. So if it remains just uh, Kendrick Bourne, I think that this is still going to happen. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because of the incubation period. You could come up, honestly, with COVID cases on both sides of this game. This may be a recipe for disaster, to tell you the truth, because there's not going to be part of the the wide receiver core for the Niners that they need. uh, And there's not going to be anybody in the backfield for the Packers. I, I agree. There's a lot of holes that have to fill. Uh, you're probably going to have Nick Mullins playing for the 49ers at quarterback. Um, you know, there's so many things that are, that are questionable right now about who's going to play, who can play, you know, what can you rely on, you know, in your game plan. Um, and the Niners, I commend Shanahan and what the Niners have done. Kyle Shanahan, I mean, they have continued to fight through injuries. They lost Nick Bosa. They lost Richard Sherman. At one point, they they had to bench Jimmy Garoppolo. Their running backs have been just destroyed. Uh, wide receivers ha- haven't haven't panned out. Um, it, it's just and and now Kittle's out. Like you know, they're they're dealing with so many what seem insurmountable injuries. And they're still fighting, and the Packers are coming off a tough loss to the Vikings. Uh, you know, the Niners tough loss last week as well, but more expected with all the things that they've gone through. The Packers, eh, you know, you look at that and you're like, uh, you, you were supposed to find a way to get through that. And you, you you also continue to look at Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you, you continue to not give him top tier weapons. Uh, you know, he did have Devontae Adams score three touchdowns last week. But other than that, if, if I'm the Niners, I try to lock on to him and say, beat us with other people, Aaron. And, uh, and see if you can with the other injuries that you guys have sustained. If this game is played, because and, and that's why we're talking about, because it, you know there's still that that chance that something else could go haywire and they push it back to Sunday or Monday or whatever they want to do with it. Um, if this game is played, I'm still picking the Packers because I still think Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. But man, this is a this is a uh, a turning point to potential game for the Packers because if they're not able to put away a team this banged up like the Niners I'd be very worried about their chances going forward in an NFC that's extremely competitive including the rest of that NFC West the Niners are competing in yeah I agree with you it's very difficult to pick against the pack and I'm still as I say this I'm still not 100% what I'm gonna do but two guys that I think have an opportunity because the Packers give up more yards. They they have a tendency to give up chunks of scoring. Um, Brandon Ayuk is a rookie that I want to see get a little bit more of the target share, a little bit more opportunity. I, I'm excited about his future. So this born thing, if he, he remains the only guy out and they do play it, look for Ayuk to get a little bit more touches, um, and hopefully that will help him. I like uh, Jermichael Hasty. Good for him. I'd like to see him continue along that path, like you said, like the number seven RB or whatever he is on there. Right. But it does come down to the fact that you have Devontae Adams. You've had guys that have stepped up from time to time, but not really consistently, except for Tanya. And he's really the X factor for me. Without Aaron Jones and the whole running back room, I wasn't really kidding, folks. Their top three backs are all out. It's going to be difficult for them to run the ball. Tanya's the guy that, Maybe he can make a difference. As I understand it, he should play in this game. He should be really the number two target at this point. So I guess in the end, I talked myself into the pack. <laughs> uh, but my only thing with Tanyan is I'm a little scared of him this week because Fred Warner is on the other side of that defense. 
and he is an extremely athletic fellow. He's one of my favorite linebackers to watch in all of football right now. I love the way that he plays and how he moves around the field. But even with that, I'm with you. I'm going with the pack. I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. He's going to find somebody to make to make it work. I mean, heck, he's made it work for years when he didn't have other players you know, to throw to. Even you know, even when Jordy Nelson would get hurt and Randall Cobb would, you know, he he made, he made he's made it work before. I just think that they have to find a way to make this work this year. Um, and if the Packers lose this. This is much more of a turning point for them and a signal to, to the Bears, hey, you're not out of this yet. Uh, you know, that the, the NFC North is still very much in play than uh, more than we thought it would be. Whereas with the Niners, it's kind of like I feel like if, if they if they lose a game like this, yes, it's more condemning to the future of their season. But it's also kind of just acknowledging you guys have dealt you're, you're going through the war struggles. You're going through Super Bowl blues. There's a lot of factors into this. Um, so we're both going with the Packers. We went four for four, picking the same picks. I hope we go four for four in how we pick Ryan. So, knock on wood. <laughs> knock on wood, right? Um, but that is your Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Show. Um, Ryan, my man, always great to do this show. Please let people know where they can follow you and find more of your work. Yeah, I, I have a blast doing this show. And what I do everywhere else is is encompassing. It's a lot of Chiefs, but if you're interested, it's at Ryan Tracy NFL on Twitter, and everything flows from there. Tomorrow, you get your boy Q and Bo. They're going to run you down with the rest of these ball games that are coming. So, Chris, as always, thank you for this. It's been fun. It's been fun. You can follow me on Twitter at Carter Critiques. You can listen to the Locked On Steelers podcast. And hey, if you're a fan of this show and what we, what we do, please rate the Locked On NFL podcast on Apple Podcasts five stars and leave a positive review doing so really helps out the show and hey support both of us go to locked on chiefs give 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 them a five-star review with a positive comment on apple podcast do the same for my show with locked on Steelers with a five-star review with a positive comment if you like what we're doing please support us that kind of stuff helps thanks so much for listening we will have both we'll have bow and cute in your ears tomorrow